0: and we're back thank you so much to our co sponsors for those lovely words of wisdom
1: I don't think your mic's on
0: it's not on it's not on <laughs>
1: no.
2: <laughs> 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 I was like nope nope <laughs> and we're back
0: it's
1: not the shuttle. chuddle this movie sounds awful I'm sorry guys.
0: surprise whoa 100 butts kinky Creepy pasta. Please.
2: Oh, no, enough. can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pasta call a Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello,
0: and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by the curious world around us? Well, we like to take a look at some movies, some music, some mystery and history, dabbling in the gruesome, ghoulish, grisly, and gnarly, and always, almost always, touching in the world of the macabre. Those two non-voices you hear that are just left speechless at the moment are my beautiful that co-occupants my of this wonderful podcast that you have joined us on here today, tonight, whenever. Yeah. We're going to jump over to our, our... You almost had it. <laughs> almost. It was kind of smooth until until there. I was waiting for one of you to jump in, so I knew who to throw oh, it to sorry. first. So I was yeah. just gobsmacked. Sam, Sam fills that role. You can go ahead and follow him oh. at the Sam on Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher, if we're still doing that Sam, how are you
1: doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. You're welcome. Glad to have you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> how matter of fact, uh, I'm sorry I didn't jump in earlier for you. I was, I no, was it's okay. We're crushing the intro, my jaw, and then was just I lose on the it. floor And then I watched you get, you were like, Wow, did I do well? <laughs> Why aren't they talking? What's happening? And then, then you remembered you were still talking. Something like that. You still did great. Hey, thanks. Yeah, good. Nothing exciting. Been trying to play guitar again because we've been listening to Metallica in this house. Little, oh. little, little Baby Bo loves Metallica, so that's fun. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice. How about you, Ross? Are you good?
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? Not too shabby, to be honest with you. Um... I would say we're on parallel treks. My daughter uh, now screams rock and roll in the house and specifically uh, wants Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden is now her, it's her new Jimmy Mm -hmm. Jam. We start off with Wasted Years and Mm, then kind of just go, I don't know, Wasted Years is like, it's uh, not the first thing I would picture, but just immediately that's what she wants. She,
1: she's. Does surprise me as well. It's a good one, but not It's a good you know. one. Either of your kids listening
0: to any like Tech Nine yet? <laughs>
1: not yet. Tech nine, not, yet. No. not yet.
0: Close. Right. We're getting right. there. We're getting we're, there. We're so okay, cool. close. When they're ready for but, that, but then the I'll trooper. I'll be around more. Yes. Yeah. Well we'll have you listen well, to do a lot of Tech nine It's is. It's all I'm blasting out here. That voice that uh, Sam introduced over was, uh, yeah, Ross, we called him. But you can follow him, more. not more importantly, but pretty importantly, over at... Uh, <laughs>
2: more importantly. Yeah.
0: Shuttle, Shuttle the Ross. Instagram, Slasher, uh, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. Um, you can probably also find him on craigslist Ooh, craigslist he's definitely on craigslist uh missing missed connections page look for it's look for us there yeah leave him a message there and we'll see if we we find it <laughs> and you win a prize and <laughs> you can always uh follow me your remaining co-occupant at Chuddle the brian with a why because why not on twitter instagram and slasher as well and thank you for having me here, uh, and I appreciate thank it. Thank you are welcome. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. It's just going to be a, <laughs> a thank-off right here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We're back here thanking off. Yeah, I get thanked off screen. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to thank us all off. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 I'm thanked. <laughs> i'm doing good i'm sore it's this kind of weather talk because when there's Ooh. a lot of snow on oh, the ground you're not used talk. to this but like you walk differently because i have like terrible shoes for the weather yeah. so i slip around so it like works out with different muscles that i didn't mm. was not prepared for so that kind of sucked yeah. and i fell on my ass have... almost many times
2: you just have flip-flops right
0: Yes, exactly. Cause I'm from Florida, so <laughs> I still to only those... wear flip flops, yeah, in the snow. Awesome. It's it's it really toughens your feet up. Especially with th- th- all like the speaker
1: shoes that like with the balance in the front and the back. So you're always mm-hmm. working your I was legs out. Wear thinking... those in the summer.
0: I was thinking of going stilts because that way oh. I could kinda like be above all the snow and just be like going through it. You know, yeah, just like stilted true. points, yeah. they got to have like some sort of good grip on the bottom. I don't want to be slipping in my stilts. What about yeah. snowshoes? <laughs> that seems on easier. the stilts. <laughs> on, oh, I was on gonna say snowshoes
2: on the st- yeah, well, I in, think yeah. stilts
0: is a better statement to be making. There's a guy, he <laughs> 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 there's a guy that go, I've seen in my neighborhood that goes up and down like one of the main streets here on his unicycle like and he's decked out in like different flashing lights and everything and it's like it's it's just like a tall it's like a like a eight foot high
1: unicycle like it's not it's like look at this guy on his fucking unicycle i could be walking around here on stilts stilts." (laughs) fuck this guy I
0: i could be living a different kind of life and you know it's much more fantastical that way so if you want to hear these kind of ramblings continue you can Obviously finish listening to the podcast, but you can also <laughs> go ahead and follow us at Chuttle the Pod on Instagram, Twitter and Slasher and send us an email uh, over to pod at gmail.com. Whatever pleases mm-hmm. you, we would love to hear your opinions, thoughts, comments and anything else you want to tell us suggestions we
2: would really love those suggestions wouldn't we ross i uh, i would absolutely love suggestions for would you rathers uh if you have uh hey this crazy thing happened in history what about that or like hey i read this totally crazy Mm -hmm. insane story maybe you i would love to hear brian's velvet Mm -hmm. voice covering this or like wow i found this movie in a bargain bin and ross needs to subject his Mm -hmm. eyeballs to this any of those would be acceptable. any of them. That'd be great. Or even if you have to be like, uh
0: you're you were wrong about that. So this is correct. absolutely wrong. <laughs> correct us, please. I want to know the right <laughs> things. If I'm telling the story wrong or getting please, facts wrong as well, please. Is,
1: um, a, a, um, actually, us. Yes. Please, um, at, actually, um, yes. um, actually, yes, please. If you want to thank us please do yes please, that, that'd that be, also that'd be a little bit better a little bit
0: better.
2: that'll buffer the um actuallys. so if we could get like a five to one ratio that would uh-huh. be
0: fantastic for sure for sure. So thank you very much for joining us tonight. We are gonna go ahead and have one of our lovely little two segments for you. Sam is going to finish us all off with his uh real gnarly segment on the New England vampire panic. but first what we're gonna jump over to me and Mm. to talk a little bit about cicada 3301 which i don't (sighs) think you boys know anything about which i'm very excited about this is this is an interesting little subject it's a mystery in in a different way and uh we're gonna jump into that right after this quick break and we're back thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those wonderful words of wisdom for us this evening so we are as we said before the break going to jump into my segment first and it is a another creepy file of sorts for you gentlemen this evening it uh it's it's a little bit different so so excuse me so we'll get into it uh After, you know, I say this, it's time to close your eyes and open your mind as we dive into the story of Cicada 3301. It all started when there was a post to the website 4chan on January 4th, 2012. Now, I promise this isn't a weird 4chan thing. Oh, God. Okay. I (laughs) I mean, not not weird and and terrible in the way that 4chan can get. January 4th, 2012. It was simply a black image with a white type that read, Hello. We are looking for highly intelligent individuals.
3: To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck. 3301.
0: And that that was it. So this message is posted and then there's like, you know, there's a hidden image here. And now I'm curious as to what you guys think of what this is and, and what hidden message you think could be posted. Does anything jump out to you? Was there, is there any ideas that you would have to like try to like. No. <laughs> decrypt
2: this message. Yeah, um, I,
0: I knew Sam wasn't going <laughs> to.
2: It depends. If, uh, it depends if you're going to like take it at f- face value. Or if, like, I would save this image and then I would start messing with, like, the saturation. I feel like there's something in the black that okay. if I manipulated, like, the grain and density that I would see something. That would be my first inclination. If, or if seeing it straight on, then I'm just seeing nothing. But I figured, like, right. I could maybe manipulate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's tough to figure out. But they, we have some very smart people on the internet that love deciphering clues and codes and all these different things out there um i would have no idea what to i i maybe would stumble upon the route to take but like ross said i would probably maybe throw it into like a photo editor change some gains or adjustments or anything like that exposure all that kind of shit but Mm -hmm. basically what you had to do to find the next clue you would have to open the image in a text only editor like wordpad and there was some hidden text that was embedded in the photo. So, like, if you were to open the photo in a oh. word pro- uh, text program, it would just dis- it wouldn't show you what the image is, but it would have like the text file for it. It's yeah, computery stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and at the bottom, there was another piece of information that was embedded that said Tiberius Claud- Claud- Claudius La- Claudius Cene- Claudius. Yeah. It said Tiberius Claudius Caesar says, and then has a string of letters and numbers. Is it lead? Is it lead speak? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Um, This is like the next step of figuring out the clue here. So yes, you have to use what is called a Caesar cipher to help decode this message. And now like I would never have made it to this part. I don't think I wouldn't have figured out much here which is so I I feel disappointed in myself like this is something I want to be able to do so badly
1: oh interesting but it doesn't my my brain
0: doesn't kind of it wants to click that way but I I don't know if I could have quite figured it out but there are people out there doing that that are getting to this point and they use something called a Caesar cipher which is essentially replacing one position in the alphabet and like moving it back or forward a space and that replaces all the other characters for it People figured out that uh, Tiberius had been the fourth Roman emperor, so they moved the position back four spaces. This actually leads to a URL, so that's HTTP colon slash mm. like that's leads to a URL. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. So people figured that out, and they went to the URL, which led them to this. Whoops! Just decoys this way
3: looks, looks like, like you can't guess, guess how to get, get the message,
0: message out and it's a picture of a duck like a decoy duck mm-hmm.
2: yeah is there like a part is it purple there's like a little feather there that's like yeah i don't know
0: yeah. if that's from like the image i specifically pulled or if that's how it was but oh, yeah that's okay. um i don't i don't know the the meaning behind that it's not um a clue by any aspect that i saw for this oh okay so, yeah, any again this is the, the the problem that we're gonna run into here, I would like keep wanting to be like, so what would you guys do now? but it's gonna at some point require like a certain level of knowledge on like ciphers and cryptography and yeah steganography, like all these different like levels of decoding messages, but this was mm-hmm. so so yeah. this
2: was done by the zodiac is what you're saying
0: very well could have been maybe the Illuminati, maybe the people that were you know. They're really running oh things. <laughs> From, uh, wait, wait, wait. Texas Chainsaw yeah. Next Generation?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. no. That, that's like the Mickey Mouse Club version of the Illuminati. We're talking about like the real ones that make ducks appear that say whoops.
0: So, yeah, uh, without really knowing much, you'd probably kind of maybe go the same routes before, throw it into a text editor. I don't think anything mm-hmm. came out of that there. What they were able to eventually find out is like i said if you know certain things in this world for you know decrypting or deciphering stuff there's a program uh called outguess and in the message those two words do appear um and using that program it basically takes an image and similar to what like the text editor did it shows Mm -hmm a i don't know a hidden text file behind i guess the okay. image more or less
2: okay yeah
0: so so they throw it into outguess and they get what comes out here that says here, here is, is a book, book code. code
3: to find, find the book and more information go to
0: uh gives a reddit website and then has a list of numbers kind of fallen below it so we got our 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 team of defe- detectives trying to figure this out. This Reddit post leads to this image, which mm-hmm. is a bunch of Mayan uh, symbols for numbers. Oh. Meaning, oh, okay. yeah, it's 10, 2, 14, 7, 19, 6, 18, uh, and, okay. and so forth. So, they get to the Reddit, they get to this image, and they're like, okay, so what does this all mean? They get another image, which was simply of a welcome mat. Like that you would lay at your front door
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like the you decipher ancient text things and then you just get a welcome map mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know. perfect perfect yeah it's perfect perfect right that leads to them running it through this outguest program again which leads to another message from here on out we will cryptographically sign all messages with this key the important thing about this message here is that they're giving a, this, whoever this is, uh, Cicada is giving a way to identify their authenticity for each post yes. so that if any copycats start popping up, trying to do like other, you know, we mm, Cicada yeah, yeah. now, they, it, it won't have essentially this key that you would have gotten getting this far in the program. Oh, okay. So we've already determined that we're out. We're not making it into. Cicada. Oh, I no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have any that ideas, never. like what it it is at this point? It's so cryptic and so like it's it, it's using a lot of ways to decipher things to test people for what.
2: Yeah, I feel like this Fun. is just a. Yeah, this, I feel like this is just an intelligence, and uh, I guess like uh, you think tech, it's an tech ai tech. or an wait a second is
0: this poppy no 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 i'm not this we're we're out of that indoctrination this is the test for something different <laughs> oh wow <laughs>
1: <laughs> which we all failed i failed yeah yeah yeah, instantly. yeah, yeah. we're Can not getting get in here
0: they're listening right now, probably, to this. They're probably listening to our recording of this, not, like, when it actually gets put out.
2: Oh, you no, know? they're listening to this live.
0: Live, yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, Cicada. Okay, so, keywords. I mean, at this mm-hmm.
2: at this point, there hasn't been any indication of, uh, like, end goal, right? This is just, like, a test your will and wit to exactly. this series of exactly. things. Okay,
0: So, I don't know. It's kind of a cool little thing that seems to have popped up on a horrible website. 4chan and oh. it's seeming pretty um i don't want to i want to say innocent so far and fun exactly you're getting a lot of code crackers and people that love mm-hmm. to decipher this type of stuff is getting a fun you know little scavenger hunt around the totally. internet so that's yeah. really neat it's, from a it's fun. mysterious just because it's not for
1: me doesn't mean i don't see get the appeal right. i'm just really bad at it <laughs> like <laughs> So
0: as I said, yeah, that message was important because it gave that key. So from here on out, anytime that they wanted to check the authenticity of something coming from Cicada, they had the key to to prove it. Now, there's a few more images that they have to go through and decipher more codes from that and kind of eventually that lead to more outguest messages that lead to more text that need to be translated using other various cipher deciphering methods. Okay. So it's like this certain, like having to know all this knowledge of all these different, like maybe they're just basic and anyone who's kind of basically into these things knows all these kind of uh, methods. Right. But yeah, but I was just looking at them and at I was it. like, wow, yeah. Just a, yeah. a knowledge to go on. And a lot of people are going to work together too to kind of mm, bring yes. all their knowledge in and see if they could do it clearly. I was thinking one of us would like be able to figure out, I, I figured Ross was going to be like, well, actually I know all about uh, ciphers mm. and cryptography." It's weird. <laughs> it's weird
2: that you mentioned that. Uh-huh. Um, right. That'd have been fantastic. No, no, no. Then we could no. do some national yeah. treasure type shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about ciphers, but I do know about like, kind of like a hive mentality when it comes to figuring these kind of things out mm-hmm. um, forever ago. Um, I did part of the, um, second Nolan Batman movie, Dark Knight, there was a mm. viral marketing campaign and there was a bunch I of in Orlando oh, yeah. that were doing it and there was a huge sub message board. So there was all these puzzles and a bunch of other stuff and it like wormholes led to websites and a bunch of other stuff. So like, it was the same kind of idea, but an entire like message board Right. Quote, unquote. Yeah. That it was just a bunch of us like nerding out and trying to figure out and people would get certain parts of the pu- like puzzle and kind of like rearrange it and shit. I, I could only imagine God, it's 4chan though, but I could only imagine <laughs> <laughs> the sub, the sub 4chan th- forums trying to decipher this shit too. would have been off the walls to see it real time.
0: Oh, for sure. And I promised, as far as I know, it doesn't lead to any sort of like eventually, and check out uh, RoboCop in theaters March
2: twenty
1: third. Yeah, <laughs> like, mm, Jeff. Yeah, and it doesn't oh. end with like. And join the Nazi party. That too. Oh it doesn't seem to
0: be any like real like crazy political right wing like <laughs> yeah. wild shit. As far as we Do can tell. Me- do you know how mad you would be?
2: You go through, like, yes. fucking, like, a year's worth of, like, <laughs> figuring you, you, stuff. You, you've sat down and read textbooks trying to teach uh-huh. you how to decipher stuff, and then you get that at the end of it? Oh, my God. It's I just be, an I email, welcome it. to the Fourth Reich, whatever they want yes. to call it. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? You're
0: like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> welcome
1: <laughs> to the National Socialist Party. Oh, <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, God
0: uh, unsubscribe unsubscribe <laughs> yeah
1: you've proven your worth <laughs> right
0: <laughs> after all of these kind of back I don't want to say back and forth but you know deciphering all these different things it they eventually got to using those Mayan numbers to decode some text that led to a message that read call us at US telephone number 214 Three nine zero nine six zero eight. When you called that number, you simply heard this.
3: Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final .jpeg image. Three three zero one is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a .com on the end to find the next step. Good luck
1: goodbye hey
0: did you guys were you able to hear that or not yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah I just
1: made me feel dumb <laughs>
0: <laughs> So what that is saying is that like the the information's been here for you all along so the first yeah number you there's three numbers encoded within that original or not even encoded just all, involved in that first picture. Yeah. With that first original message, that if you multiply all three of them together, and then add .com to that number, it'll take you to another web address.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they figured they say the first number the the message says is thirty three zero one, so they know that's one number, and it's right there at the bottom of the picture.
1: Right.
0: What they do From next the original is, post. Yeah, is figure out it's actually pretty simple. It's the width and height. the the dimensions of the photo are two other numbers 509 and 503 which are two other prime numbers so you multiply them all together you get this long string of numbers add the dot com and you get to a website that pretty much just shows the cicada and has a countdown timer on it that has maybe like a couple Uh. days left
1: interesting yeah
0: right <laughs> like that's that's like the most i'd say once you get to that point it's the most in i don't know in real time type of thing it's like a countdown to something there's a literal to, countdown right. clock to something happening and there's a sense of maybe urgency to it at that point but people yeah had discovered this they they used the our cicada yeah it's used, just like
1: a black and white outline mm-hmm drawing it's not like an actual it almost photo. looks like a
0: black and white stamp of a cicada yeah yeah like a, it looks like one of those stamp.
2: optical illusion ones where you're like you have to stare at the center of it for like a minute and then you look on a black surface and it's the opposite image reversed right so that makes yes. sense right 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 they I mean, that.
0: they took the image of the cicada and ran it through our our little program Out and it didn't really display anything except for a message that said this you have done well to come this
3: far Patience is, is a, a virtue. virtue. Check, Check back at 1700, 1700 hours, hours on Monday, 9th of January, 2012. 3301.
0: So yeah, if you checked it before that countdown timer, it just said, come back when the timer is on basically. <laughs> uh, Guess
1: what? That We put that timer there for a reason. Exactly. Uh, you kind of got to wait
0: for a minute. Whoop, bleop, bleop. Whoa, 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 whoa. When the countdown reached zero... The message changed to this, and are you familiar? Like it's another string of numbers. Do you guys recognize what these numbers could be? Anything uh, look familiar? Geo, to, to me? Um,
1: like latitude, longitude.
0: You got it. These are positions yeah. around the globe. Um, they're coordinates. The coordinates lead to street lamps all around the world that had an image huh. of a cicada with one of two possible QR codes on it. So that's, yep, the picture of the cicada with the QR code pasted on a street lamp. And if you Google search or Bing search or however you want to search Mm -hmm. for this, you can find more pictures of these images. The other QR code was kind of actually like yellow looking, but similar picture of cicada.
1: It was all around the world. Do you know where?
0: Um, I, yes. All around the world. I mean, yeah, all This time around, (laughs) you, I mean, US, Europe, Australia, Asia, it, it, it all like literally almost every continent it was hitting. Wow. So, the people that got to these obviously scanned the QR code. So, it was over the course of the next week or so, people that were starting to follow this direction from the website actively trying to solve it, went out to these locations and scanned the code some, you know, ripped the photos down. (laughs) These codes uh, led to new URLs that featured lines from a William Gibson poem titled Agrippa? Agrippa? A Book of the Dead. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this book. This book's pretty neat. Uh, It was designed to pretty much destroy itself after you read it. So, and Yeah, it was put onto a three, three and a half inch floppy disk that was programmed Mm -hmm. to encrypt itself after a single use. So after you use it one time, you couldn't read it or use it anymore. And then there was also a physical book that was made that was treated with photosensitive chemicals so that the words would fade like a lot quicker As you open the book. with sunlight yeah. so you could like essentially read it and then like the words would start to fade from it wow yeah a very very cool. very interesting kind of cool thing so yeah, the the urls lead to this which is there's a lot in here um deciphering things through book codes and that means you have to have a certain book to know how to decipher a certain code <laughs> yeah. yeah so okay. and then a that lot of sense. these are like passages from certain books so you have to there it's like figure out the book and then you can figure out the code that was left here for that book yeah all of this leads to our next clue which is a dot onion website and do you gentlemen are you familiar with the dot onion website do you know what that is is it like the onion It's not like the onion it is
1: not that is does it make your computer smell like onions
0: (laughs) yes you nailed it. it is the only website that you can go to that actually has the ability to make your computer smell. And it's only of onions. yeah, It's only like onions. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. that's where this ends. It was all a joke to get people's houses to smell like onions. a <laughs> walker. <Walk-a-walk-a. laughs> um, no, the only way to access a .onion website is through something called Tor. And if you're not familiar with Tor, it's in the most basic sense, Tor is how you would access the dark web. It provides a lot of... Uh, oh. an, Anonymity for all mm. sorts of affairs, we'll say. Uh say, heard of the dark web. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like it, it's ways to access, and there's only certain websites on there. Dot on your websites that you can access through Tor, and it's a lo- it's more anonymous. It's where you can access a lot. Exactly the the, the deep the, un, the underbelly Dirty the secrets. Internet. It's all you can also you know truly browse the internet with like being anonymous as well and not having things yeah. like track what you're looking Mm -hmm. at for whatever reason. So you get onto Tor, you get onto this dot onion website and it leads to some more text.
3: Congratulations please create a new email address with with a public public, free web based service, one you've you've never never used used before and enter it below. We recommend you do this while still using Tor for anonymity. We will email you a number within within the next few days in the order in which you arrived at this page. Once you've received it, come back to this page and append a slash and then the number you received to this URL,
0: 3301. So a lot of instructions of how to get to a certain
2: thing based on the number that you receive from the email. So at what point, guys, do you think you would get off the crazy train with this? If I were capable of doing this, I would not stop. (laughs) The thing is, at this point, this was
0: almost the point people started, not necessarily questioning it, but when those flyers appeared all around the world is when people are like, okay, there's at least whatever this prank or whatever this thing is, there's a lot of people involved in it because it is Mm -hmm. the same flyer that's leading to these genuine things all around the world. It's more than just on the internet at this point. So that probably did drive away some people being like, Mm -hmm. whoa. No, no, thanks. I'm going to yeah. keep remaining anonymous. Like if I have to go into the real world and start interacting in that sense, that just opens up, you know, mm-hmm. That's probably interesting. More. I
1: thought that was when it got really interesting was when it was <laughs> oh, I would, life well, all over the globe.
2: Yeah, I guess the only, um, you know, the international thing is like, it's not a red flag, I would maybe mm-hmm. like a yellow flag, but then it's like <laughs> accessing the dark web. And then having all of these like restricted things via the dark web. Then you're starting to like wiggling your toes a little bit into like the oh this can get nefarious very quickly. Like this. I can- will
0: say a lot of the people that were able to figure these out and know a lot of this back-end stuff are a lot more in the tech world mm-hmm. and are familiar with browsing Tor. Tor doesn't always have to relate to nefarious things. It's 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 almost a common practice to, to mess around and play on tour if you know, for whatever reasons. So oh, it wasn't, true. I don't think like, it's like, yes, that I don't think maybe led to too much. Um,
2: Cause I mean, obviously I'm a complete tech layman when it comes to this aspect uh-huh. of the internet. I mean, if it's a kind of a normal kind of thing mm-hmm. for people on this tech level to go through, then obviously this is just more of like a, a, a level of intellect on this not exactly like on the it's it's, it's yeah. yeah
0: running through that yeah knowing just so much about how to navigate these avenues to get to these totally. clues to get to like it's like okay may, let's say you do know how to decipher things like the first image already started with you having to put it into like a program so it's already kind of computer based and it's coming yeah. off the internet but like let's say yeah you are getting through all the deciphering like then you have to understand what going on And using tor is (laughs) to get to like even these next steps and go all that far so yeah it's again trying to find i guess you know the right the right person the right candidate whatever whatever it is uh trying to find that find it out after this message there wasn't much there was nothing it wasn't until a month later that a message was displayed on the reddit forum and it said this Hello. hello We We have have now found the individuals individuals we we sought. Thus our month-long journey ends.
3: For now, thank you for your dedication and effort. If you were unable to complete the test, or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Thank you all.
0: 3301 P.S. A string of numbers and some slashes in them. So that's the end of this for now, until one year later, January 5th, 2013, a second puzzle drops with a new message. Hello again.
3: Our search for intelligent individuals now continues. The first clue is hidden within this image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We, we look forward, forward to meeting, meeting the few that, few that will make it all the way, way through. Good luck.
0: Thirty-three zero one. So a uh, year uh, to the date, we get another. We get another image here, and it's verified mm-hmm. uh, that it's not a hoax from you know a copycat or anything. This is from our cicada network. Mm-hmm. Now, is this the
2: same? Uh, do they have to use the same process as in the first puzzle, or is this different than?
0: Well, that's the first thing i'd do <laughs> right try repeating what has worked before so yeah. our, our detectives go straight to it and they i would immediately try the text-based thing again i believe that warrants no results so they go straight to our program outguess which sends them on a book code journey so that's again like i mentioned before they get a passage I have to figure out what book that is from and then use that book To decipher a string of code that they got for it right they had
1: uh and this this new message mm -hmm. the black box that it's in is a different size than in the first message oh okay the other one it it, uh there was no white between the top and bottom oh Oh, that's just how i cropped it i think oh okay
0: yeah yeah it's the same (laughs) more or less yeah yeah yeah, i think it's just the cropping of my powerpoint i apologize so they had to break the riddle to figure out what the next book was and the book was the book of law by alistair (gasps) crowley
4: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah, i I knew that peak little rosticle there (laughs) now using this book they could then break the the next code that led them to a dropbox with an iso Mm -hmm. file Now this file was pretty much a program that upon turning on your computer and booting it up instead of like how it goes on to Windows or Mac OS or whatever program that you're running, it would boot Mm -hmm. up to its own program that started showing a, uh, a sequence of events, which was this. So this sequence shows. A series of numbers and it starts at one and goes all the way up to about 3301 or so and actually a little bit past mm-hmm. that so people notice that at certain positions here at 1033 it pauses for a minute then continues the code then again at 3301 it pauses and continues the code and then at the very end you saw that message that says the key is all around you I believe um, yeah so again having to look through this investigation led to people like looking into this file even more and, and just trying to decipher anything that they could from it. They did find that within the file, there was more programming and specific kind of, I don't know, text that led them to discover uh, a Twitter page that led to more clues and also an (laughs) audio file that played, well, this. (laughs) in that <laughs> uh not much they looked within it and found um coding that called it the the star emergence was the name of it which led them to again at this point for the for the sake of time it essentially it's a lot of the same process as the first puzzle mm-hmm. Going to mm-hmm. a website, finding clues, deciphering the clues. And I, I don't want to make it sound boring. It's like a lot of very interesting stuff and everything they had to go through. But right. it, it can get a lot of like technical aspects. They were doing, there was a lot of, yeah. in this one, it seemed like there was a lot more technical stuff they were doing to look at certain coding behind certain things. So it was more than just knowing how to decipher something. It was using a lot of technical aspects to it. Yeah, so, okay. We go through the same pattern all the clues leading to the various different answers to more clues uh eventually this once again leads to more flyers appearing on more lampposts within the real world so people go out and find That's these it. lampposts which lead to a phone number to call and i believe a code to put in there and all of that would lead you to a website that gave you five minutes to answer a series of st- a series of strange questions those questions included things along the lines of let's see if I, question there is no truth and there would be like multiple choice answers so for this one true false indeterminate meaningless self self-refer- self-referential game rule what does that say Something loop. Strange loop? Strange loop. None of the above.
1: I would say meaningless. Yeah. What would you say?
0: Uh, Truth is meaningless. That's a good one. Wait, there is no truth. True.
1: (laughs) Wait, does that make that?
0: (laughs) Inherently, then that statement's false, right? Indeterminate.
1: Indeterminate. It's a strange loop.
0: Ooh.
1: I like. Do you the, like uh, that
2: too? Self-referential. Re- like okay. I, I that. I probably do that one. All right, If
0: Cicada's listening to us. Maybe they'll allow us to get past all that. Yeah, other stuff I know we, we had to face it on <laughs> these questions the right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. so we like uh, the podcast. Next one: What you are is more important than what you do. True, false. Indeterminate, meaningless, self referential, game rule, strange loop, none of the above.
1: True.
2: (laughs) (laughs) True. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, strange loop.
0: All right. And then some of them would be, uh, they weren't all just multiple choice. So this one was like, the mathematical operation known as addition is modeled after what? This point, subtraction. uh, It's modeled after subtraction. They were like, we have subtraction. What else do we got to have some way to.
1: What's like the opposite? opposite? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Subtraction yeah, came okay. first.
0: That makes sense to me. I'm going to ditto that one with... with uh, <laughs> this sentence is false. True, false, indeterminate, meaningless, health referential, game roll, strange loop, or none of the above. The statement huh. is false. Is that true? I'm going to
1: say no. none of the above. Indeterminate.
0: Indeterminate? All right, I'm gonna go with game rule. <laughs> Why not? And I believe we got like two more that I found examples of. There might be more out there, but these are just the ones I grabbed. Disregarding color blindness. Any arbitrary color looks the same to all people. True, false, indeterminate, meaningless, self referential, game rule, strange loot, none of the above. Disregarding color blindness. So, disregard color blindness if you know what that means. You disregard it. Any mm-hmm. arbitrary <laughs> color <laughs> looks the same to all people.
1: That's going to be a self-referential for me, dog.
0: That's a self-referential for Okay, good, good, good. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say false. I'm just going to go straight up false. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> all right oh, and then and the last one that i have is name similarities between reality and the concept of the news feed on facebook so Not there you go none, <laughs> none. oh nice uh yeah too many man too many too many dude <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it that all those questions answering those um if I guess if Cicada liked the way that you answered you would get an email and proceed to, I don't know go with them from there but this is where puzzle 2 seemingly ends Ends. and then one year later (laughs) January 5th, 2014 the third puzzle arrives with this Hello
3: Epiphany Epiphany is upon you
0: you. Your pilgrimage
3: pilgrimage has begun begun. Enlightenment (laughs) awaits Good Good
2: luck. luck. 3301. Oh, it's a cult now. This is when I would quit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's...
0: So, again, we... Our detectives follow the same pattern. Uh, Running everything through our, our programs finding code leading to websites deciphering those codes taking us to book codes all that and ultimately this leads to a bunch of jpeg images in something called the liber primus a 58 page oh. book of kind of nordic rune symbols and to this date oh, shit. only two of those pages have been solved so Whoa. I'm going to go ahead and show you guys that now. Give me one second.
1: Nordic runes. These yeah. are the ones that people don't know how to read.
0: Exactly, because it's it's all they have certain ways of deciphering some things, but yeah, there's no they don't know the code to figure out a lot of it yet. Going through it, there's 58 pages of this, and they change around. There's symbols and drawings on the side. Some of the text is in red, most of it's in black. Sometimes there'll be like little images altered, flipped, turned upside down, marked in different ways, a drawing of a dragonfly like this goes on and on and on.
1: And uh, there's quite a lot. Wow. There's
0: yes. A, oh my god. Bit. And like how I said how many pages is this? 58.
1: Okay. It's and
0: a
2: two two out of the 58 have been deciphered
0: exactly and i believe it's one of these two that i'm showing you gentlemen right now there's one that has a big string of normal alpha numeric numbers that we know <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and that kind of goes on so i don't remember if it's that page exactly was one of them and then i know the one for sure was not that that one right there the second to last page was one that was solved and it says basically on it to seek out a page on the deep web it was everyone's duty to do this and that's all they kind of really know um other page i don't think told them much in this grand scheme of you know the 58 pages here uh there's not that many people ultimately really putting a lot of time into it. There's a lot of people that are curious like me Mm -hmm. about it. And it's like, Oh, okay, that's cool. I'd love to be able to help it. And then there's a smaller group of people Mm -hmm. that might actually try a little bit harder to look into it. And then, you know, obviously then there's this really small group of people further down that are actually trying to solve it. There's a really interesting, um, I guess documentary that I was watching on YouTube. The channel, YouTube channel is Great Big Story, and the the series was called Cracking the Code of Cicada 3301, and this is all about those people that were solving these codes. So, it's like the people behind Mm -hmm. this story. So, I didn't include a lot of them on here, or really any of them, to be honest, and Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to, I don't know, mess up their stories. That's not what it was about. Yeah. So... Yeah, I recommend to check those out. It's like four parts or something like that, but it's really interesting. If you're interested in this, it tells their process and like how they're meeting up online and trying to figure it out. There's like this group of people from, you know, all around the world working on figuring out this last bit of information and what it leads to. Yeah. So some people have come out that have made it through and gotten emails from Cicada about what this is. It seems to be that it's, there's a lot of theories, but it, it, a group trying to make some sort of think tank that would mm-hmm. work towards sort of freedom of information and ultimately you know, personal privacy, online, anonymity, online yeah, yeah. privacy, anonymity and, you know, freedom of other information and stuff like that and working towards stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it, it also did seem like that it was such this like random group of people around the world working towards, they're not sure exactly. It, it didn't really seem to pan out much of once you solved the puzzle and worked with Cicada, that it was like this big thing that, that, that we know right. of, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they went even deeper and are actually involved in this, you know, global. I just can't talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's
2: nuts. I mean, since they have access to the dark web, anyways, it could be Uh, the international stuff might be more of a ruse. Like you could just hire a bunch of people to tack up printed pages you know what I mean? Like it could be more of like a totally. something set in the U.S. and then the
1: the polls were red though. herring. Could be could be set. It could be anything in any country, yeah. and they have people in other countries do it. Yeah, that's true. This is
2: crazy. So. There's still an active group trying to figure this out, or is this kind of dead in the water?
0: The documentary I saw was from I think about 2019, 2020. So they're, as far as I know, still looking into it. Any updates I can kind of find into it is that there's just still not much information past these what they have so far in terms of solving it. Yeah. So I don't know if they are still is- actively looking into it and trying.
1: And when was this book posted or known? This would have been back in
0: twenty fourteen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's been a long time and nothing else has come out since this because no one has, I guess, solved Broken this it.
2: crazy rune, book of riddles. I was gonna say, does this rune book uh is it the same ciphers? Like, does the collective need a, a actual tone like a book another book to decipher it? Or is it just how the runes are set up? We no idea. Know, that,
0: that, I think if we knew, yeah, if we knew that, we'd be solving it. Well, if, we if, don't know. If, do yeah. we? <laughs> well, no, no, no,
2: if that's true. But I know that's why I bring up because yeah, two yeah, of yeah. the pages were solved. So there has to be some kind of glint on how they need to be deciphered. It just depends on, I guess. Right. I,
0: I, I wish I had the information for that know. specifically, but they talk a lot about that in the, um, that, that series that I mentioned, mm. okay. I like, cool. have to check worked. that out. I highly recommend it if you're interested in this story, just because yeah, like I said, it gives a little bit more in depth stuff of what they were doing to figure all this out. I just thought, yeah, this is just one of those. This is a different type of mystery that's that's kind of a little bit creepy. That's uh, on mm-hmm. the interweb. Yeah, that's what's going on? You know, dude, in the, I I like world.
2: this. When you presented Cicada 3301, I I thought it was going to be someone turning into a giant cicada and then eating <laughs> people. Was the first thing that came uh-huh. to my mind. Makes sense. And the tracks. I like the fact this is real. I love the fact that this is hasn't been solved, and I like the fact of how deep
1: the rabbit hole
2: went on this. This is super cool.
1: Yeah, I want to check out that documentary because one of the things I was thinking I was like, who? What are these people like that are doing this? So that's I'm more interested in seeing that than then you're damn silly. the process. <laughs> no, the first and person then like that how they it was did fifteen.
0: It. it was a fifteen year old. Really? Kid. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And he just put a lot of time and had the time and effort and he was smart enough to to yeah. do it all. And just started kicking his ass. And wow. so then that community kind of grew of all the people doing it. That's just yeah, that so cool. so so there it is that is the story of cicada thirty three o one. I'd love to know if you have heard of this before, if you've tried to solve it, if you think you have what it takes to figure out the the Libra uh Primus and and all its mysteries Ooh. that it holds, let us know too. We want in on it, um yes, tell us your secrets.
4: <laughs>
1: maybe not enough people are listening to Primus while they look at it. Maybe that could probably,
0: be oh. it, it's probably just a whole bunch of primus lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the the lyric did book lead to, to one of their albums yeah, is it, the Codes It did lead to a music book. book. Ultimately the the primus discography is coming out and this is a. Uh,
2: it was supposed to come out in 2014, but nobody figured.
0: But nobody figured it out, <laughs> so they've just been pushing it and pushing it and pushing yes. it until someone actually figures it out, which we did right now. So we will take our copy, Primus. Thank you. And that that that's our uh, that's our creepy story for tonight. So thank you very much for joining me once again. So before uh, we jump over to Sam's segment, we are going to go have a break and we're back thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those lovely words of encouragement and as i said before the break we're gonna go ahead and jump right into Sam's segment and we're gonna get real gnarly with his uh telling of the new england vampire panic and i am very curious as to what it all is so sam let's get real gnarly
1: So, uh, I'm. most of my segment today is going to be from an article from the Smith, Smithsonian Magazine, The Great New England. The article is The Great New England Vampire Panic. Although I'm going to have a couple old clips from other articles at the end. Have you guys ever heard of this before? I have no. No. I guess I should no, start no. there. No, not, no? No? Neither of you? What do you think it is? You think it was when everybody was like, Oh, we're in New England, and there's vampires. Oh, no. I a, mean, a vampire what else panic. could it be?
2: <laughs> or someone was, oh, man, I have this weird, someone wasn't pronounced dead correctly. They got out of their graves, so they just started staking every person in the graveyard.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting take. Well, All right. Let's find
1: yeah, out. Let's. Those scholars today still struggle to explain the vampire panics. A key detail unites them the public hysteria almost invariably occurred in the midst of savage tuberculosis outbreaks. Oh. Hmm. Typically, a rural family contracted the wasting illness, and even though they often received the standard medical diagnosis, the survivors blamed early victims as vampires. Weird. Responsible for preying upon family members who subsequently fell sick. So... Often an exhumation was called for to stop the vampire's predations. So, oh. not sure dig up. how they thought that worked, yeah. but yeah, dig them up. Night digging. Dig them up. Dig them up. Dig them up. Dig em up. <laughs> That's what they chanted as they did it. Actually, <laughs> not bad. It's, it's sure. historically yeah, yeah, yeah. accurate. Yeah. The particulars of the vampire exhumations, though, vary wildly. In many cases, only family and neighbors participated. But sometimes town fathers voted on the matter, or medical doctors and clergymen gave their blessings or even pitched in. (laughs) Uh, Some priests were helping dig him up. That's fun. I mean, what else are you going to do
2: on a Wednesday night? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're a priest. Put in a little elbow grease for this vampire (laughs) (laughs) exclamation. Some communities in Maine and Plymouth, Massachusetts, opted to simply flip the exhumed vampire face down in the grave and leave it at that. Yep. So they dig them up, flip them upside down. That should do it. Bury them back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good job, everybody. In Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Vermont, though, they frequently burn the dead person's heart, sometimes inhaling the smoke as a cure. Oh, so... good.
2: I have tuberculosis. So Levy me... Let me flame roast one of my family members' hearts and then huff the fumes. Yeah, that's
1: a great idea. Well, because they 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 had tuberculosis, or maybe they were a vampire. Right. Or, yeah. WebMD. Mm-hmm. I guess they were desperate. They definitely were desperate. But yeah. still, it's pretty, pretty bad. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty brutal.
2: I've just never heard of heart huffing as a, uh, as like a like, like a cure all cure for. T-
1: tuberculosis well, or, yeah. or vampirism well hey early days well actually a lot of this was as late as the 1890s yeah. which is kind of crazy because it's not yeah. that long ago <laughs> <It's not really. laughs> for that type of thing they actually talked about that in this article that a lot of science was progressing a lot of the time so these were Sort of in these isolated communities where these events were happening. Oh, okay. But this, this article that I'm reading from probably would have been about 20 pages long. I cut it down to about five. So that's not in here. Often these rituals were clandestine lantern lit affairs, but particularly in Vermont, they could be quite public, even festive. One vampire heart was reportedly torched on the Woodstock, Vermont town green in 1830. In Manchester, hundreds of people flocked to a 1793 heart-burning ceremony at a blacksmith's forge. So it's like a party. Yeah. Okay. Like, go on down to the heart-burning at the blacksmith forge. Wait was, a second. So it was a,
2: it was a heartwarming event? <laughs> hey, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Very
1: well done. Timothy Mead officiated at the altar in the sacrifice of the demon vampire, who it was believed was still sucking the blood of the then living wife of Captain Burton, in early town history says, It was the month of Fev- February, and good slaying. So I like how it just good like, slaying, gotta, yeah. yeah, tack that on. The enduring sadness of the vampire stories lies in the fact that the accusers were usually direct kin of the deceased parents spouses and their children think about what it would have taken to actually exhume the body of a relative that was said by this guy uh i actually don't have his first name bell but he seems to be the go-to guy on go bell historic vampires mm-hmm. and he's uh in this article and every other article i read he's quoted
2: <laughs> so he's like the van helsing of this kind of Phenomena. Yes, the Van Bell Hey,
1: there it is. Hey, there we there go. Mercy Lena Brown lived in Exeter, Rhode Island. Deserted Exeter, it was dubbed, or simply one of the border towns. It was largely a subsistence, subsistence farming community with barely fertile soil. Rocks, rocks, and more rocks, says Sheila Reynolds Boothroyd, president of the Exeter Historical Association. In the late 19th century, Exeter, like much of agrarian New England, was even more sparsely populated than usual. Civil war had taken their toll on the community, and the new railroads and the promise of richer land to the west lured young men away. Farms were abandoned, many of them later to be seized and burned by the government. Some sections looked like a ghost town. And tuberculosis was harrying the remaining families consumption as it was called had started to plague new england in the 1730s a few decades before the first known vampire scares Mm -hmm. by the 1800s when the scares were at their height the disease was the leading cause of mortality through the northeast responsible for almost a quarter of all deaths it was a terrible end often drawn out over years A skyrocketing fever, a hacking bloody cough, and a visible wasting away of the body. The emaciated figure strikes one with terror, reads one 18th century description. The forehead covered with drops of sweat, the cheeks painted with a livid crimson, the eyes sunk, the breath offensive, (sighs) quick, and laborious. And the cough so incessant as to scarce allow the wretched sufferer time to tell his complaints. Oof. So, it sucks. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, Tuberculosis it doesn't, sound doesn't sound good.
2: Doesn't no, sound good. That doesn't at all.
1: Pretty consumptive, <laughs> this thing. Oh. It's, it it kind of gave the effect that it was draining the life and blood out of somebody. So that's kind of the vampire tie-in. Or I guess how people may have thought that Wait. it's interesting we'll note later there's not real vampires
0: they're not vampires
1: no What? Uh, thanks oh, Sam well, maybe they took care of it.
0: I'm cutting you off right now I thought <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I uh, well I forget what I was going to say they noted later Sorry. but we'll get to it because it, it'll come up later <laughs> it's fine <laughs> the Brown family lived on the at Eastern edge of town on a modest homestead, and they began to succumb to the disease. Lena's mother, Mary Eliza, was the first. Lena's sister, Mary Olive, a 20-year-old dressmaker, died the next year. (coughs) Within a few years, Lena's brother, Edwin, a store clerk whom one newspaper columnist described as a big husky young man, Sickened too and left for Colorado Springs, hoping that the climate would improve his health. I did it? Lena, who was just a child when her mother and sister died, didn't fall ill until nearly a decade after they were buried. Her tuberculosis was the galloping kind, which meant that she might have been infected but remained asymptomatic for years, oh, yeah. oh, wow. only to fade fast after showing signs of the disease. Ooh. So, yeah. Probably had it for like a decade and then all of a sudden was like,
2: that's not like a record slowly.
1: So as Lena was on her deathbed, her brother was, after a brief remission, taking a turn for worse. No. Edwin had returned, yeah, he returned to Exeter from Colorado resorts in a dying condition, according to one account. If the good wishes and prayers of his many friends could be realized, friend Eddie would speedily be restored to perfect health. So, they're like, maybe if we bring him closer to people who will pray for him, he'll get better.
2: Oh, yes, everyone, of everyone, everyone start clapping.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to believe, you have to believe. But some neighbors, likely fearful for their own health, weren't content with prayers. Several approached George Brown, the children's father, and offered an alternative take on the recent tragedies. Perhaps an unseen diabolical force was preying on his family, and it could be that one of the three Brown women wasn't dead after all, (gasps) instead secretly feasting on the living tissue and blood of Edwin. What?
0: I thought you said this. If
1: the offending corpse was discovered and destroyed, then Edwin would recover. Mm the neighbors asked to exhume the bodies in order to check for fresh blood in the hearts. Dig them up. Dig them up. Dig them up. Dig Dig them up. up. So I still, I never quite understood how they thought this would work. Like, were they doing it just, did they somehow climb out and then climb back in undisturbed or was it just like somehow sucking it from them? With most, just but in laying in the grave still.
2: With most like vampire lore, I mean they do sleep in their own graves. Y- you would think that if it was like unperturbed soil, that they're probably just dead and not just compacting sod on top of themselves every night. Right. But no, and then like so, uh, the certain uh, folks would just lay them flat on their stomachs. So if they did wake mm-hmm. up, they would crawl like crawl. And claw their way through their coffin in the opposite direction of the actual surface. i just crawl, oh, that's crawl
0: that's towards fun. the center of the earth, the and, center of,
1: and then burn up. Burn up and Don't die. Burn. I mean, it's yeah. perfect. Oh, I thought they were going to party with dinosaurs. Or that the lizard or people, that. dinosaurs, bullmen, yeah. mm-hmm. Chuds, a lot of vampires Dennis, down there. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is a as. It's King mm. Goomba. Yeah. Koopa. Yeah. Koopa. If the offending corpse was discovered and destroyed, then Edwin would recover. So the neighbors asked to assume the bodies in order to check for fresh blood in their hearts. George Brown gave permission. On the morning of March 17th, 1892, a party of men dug up the bodies as the family doctor and a journal correspondent looked on. George was absent for understa- unstated but understandable reasons. Yeah. After nearly a decade, Lena's sister and mother were barely more than bones. Lena, though, had been dead only a few months, and it was winter time. Ooh. The body was in a fairly well-preserved state, the correspondent later wrote. The heart and liver were removed, and in cutting open the heart, clotted and decomposed blood was found. So that's enough, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Sure. Undeterred, the villagers burned her heart and liver on a nearby rock, Feeding Edwin the ashes.
2: Oh, we Go went. We went, wait, we went. We went from huffing to eating. I mean, that's the next logical yeah. step.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, yeah, they were praying.
2: Overcooked, <laughs> also praying and then doing overcooked
1: cannibalism. I right. love it. This isn't gonna work. What should we do? Burn her heart, and then feed it to the brother. <laughs> that'll that'll fix it lena brown's exhumation made news first a reporter from the providence journal witnessed her unearthing then a well-known anthropologist named george stetson traveled to rhode island to probe the barbaric superstition in the surrounding area stetson's accounts of new england vampires made waves throughout the world before long even members of the foreign press were offering various explanations for the phenomenon perhaps the Neurotic modern novel was driving the New England madness. Ooh. Or maybe shrewd local farmers had simply been pulling Stetson's leg. A writer for the London Post declared that whatever forces drove the Yankee vampire or Yankee vampire? Uh, what, what's a, what a it sound like? Wow. I not think I did I think it. That was spot on, Sam. <laughs> spot on. <laughs>
2: That's fantastic.
1: Drove the Yankee vampire. It was an American problem and most certainly not the product of a British folk tradition. In the Boston Daily Globe, a writer went so far as to suggest that perhaps the frequent intermarriage of families in these backcountry districts may partially account for some of their characteristics. Oh, okay. Oh. um, Really, it was just. Inbreeding. Went for it. Yeah. Thanks, Boston Globe. One 1896 New York world clipping even found its way into the papers of a London stage manager and aspiring novelist named Bram Stoker, Uh whose theater company was touring the United States that same year. His gothic gothic masterpiece, Dracula, was published in 1897. Some scholars have said that there wasn't enough time for the new accounts to have influenced the manuscript. Yet others see Lena in the character of Lucy. Her very name attempting amalgam of Lena and Mercy, a consumptive seeming teenage girl turned vampire who is exhumed in one of the novel's most memorable scenes. Fascinatingly, a medical doctor presides over Lucy's disinterment just as once oversaw Lena's. So that's fun.
2: (laughs) That was bad. <laughs> that's, that's, that's morbid that's and fun. It. Lena's
1: exhumation is also referenced in H.P. Lovecraft's "The Shunned House," a short story about a man being haunted by dead relatives that includes a living character named Mercy. Mm. And through fiction and fact, Lena's narrative continues today. The first known reference to an American vampire scare is a scolding letter to the editor of a newspaper in 1784. Basically, a guy is warning of a quack doctor and a foreigner, uh, who's been urging to dig up relatives and burn them to stop consumption. I <laughs> said, "Was this like a door to ignore this imposter. Was this like
2: a door to door thing? Hello, I was wondering if you have any
1: bodies for us to dig up and burn the hearts. Is anybody sick? We could burn them. <laughs> <laughs> we um, we excavate your loved one. Um, But don't worry, we actually charge you for it. Capitalism, baby. So uh, modern scholars argue that the vampire superstition made a certain degree of practical sense back then. A uh, folklorist said for people who were uneducated, it was actually pretty astute observations of decay that might lead them to think people were coming back to life and different things the examples they use are bloated dead bodies appear as if they've recently eaten and a staked corpse screams due to the escape of natural gases also hair and fingernails might appear they have grown from the skin shrinking back while new england farmers may have been guided by something like reason the spiritual climate of the day was also hospitable to vampire rumors contrary to to their puritanical reputation, rural New Englanders in the 1800s were a fairly heathen lot. <laughs> Only about 10% went to church. Uh, one like Christian missionary went to one of these towns to get them to be Christians. <laughs> and he came back being like, there's no Bible in the home or any church going whatsoever. There's heathens. There's nothing we can do. And people say that this led to the cultural isolation making... It possible for these vampire beliefs to take so, hold yeah although nobody ever none of the people doing the exhumations ever said vampire it was only people who reported on it in place of organized worship superstitions reigned magical springs with healing powers dead bodies that bled in the presence of their murderers people buried shoes by fireplaces to catch the devil if he tried to come down the chimney they nailed horseshoes above doors to ward off evil and carved daisy wheels, a kind of colonial hex sign, into the door frames. Okay. Which I have looked up That's daisy metal. wheels. They're not as cool as they could be for what they do. Not <laughs> as cool as they Just could like be. Just like a circle with six petals inside it, for lack of a better Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Trip.
1: The strongest testament to the power of the vampire myth is that George Brown did not, in fact, believe in it. It was. The doctor who asked to perform an autopsy in the graveyard and elected to be and that is why he wanted to be elsewhere um he basically just did it to satisfy the neighbors who were quote worrying the life out of him so i'm not sure if he actually bought what exactly that means (laughs) yeah but it's like all right i guess we can dig up my family if this will if it'll, shut,
2: if it'll shut you people up. That's dig, them up. dig them up. Dig
1: them up. That's the end of the Mercy Brown story. George Brown never had tuberculosis, lived till 1922. Oh, so.
2: Wow. Good job. That's crazy. Some
1: other things... Uh, so that's the end of the Smithsonian. A couple more just vampire, New England vampire things. Uh, sometimes, to make sure they wouldn't rise again, some people would be beheaded. Naturally. So it's naturally. just another yeah, uh-huh. exhumation thing you would do. I mentioned that they were, it was always corpses. Uh, or not, it was always corpses, but yeah. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> the the people doing it never called them vampires, only people who reported on it. Now, I have a few more Shorter exhumation stories for you guys. So <laughs> let's bag out these exhumation stories, shall we? Yeah. One of the more remarkable cases Bell, again Van Belsing, has discovered is that of Reverend Justice Forward and his daughter Mercy. No relation to Lena Mercy Brown. In 1788, the minister had lost three daughters to consumption. Mercy and another sister were fighting the illness as Mercy Forward traveled to a neighboring town with her father one day she began to hemorrhage Forward was reluctant to try opening the graves of his deceased family members but allowed himself to be convinced willing to do anything to save his daughter his mother-in-law's grave was opened first without result however he soon found a grave that fit the requirements Bell relays a portion of a letter written by Forward since I had forgotten (laughs) (laughs) since Uh, How about I just say it normal? Oh, oh, you want a voice? Well, I
2: like the the talking through your teeth one. You were getting there. I like that guy.
1: Since I had begun to search, I concluded to search further. And this morning opened the grave of my daughter, who had died, the last of my three daughters, almost six years ago. On opening the body, the lungs were not dissolved, but had blood in them though not fresh, but clotted, The lungs did not appear as we would suppose they would in a body, just dead, but far nearer a state of soundness than one would expect. The liver, I'm told, was as sound as the lungs. We put the lungs and liver in a separate box and buried it in the same grave, ten inches or a foot above the coffin. So... That's a new twist. It's cut out the body parts, so, yeah. put them in boxes, but put them her, back in the same hole. Just so separate. her
2: lung, well, besides besides the tuberculosis, her liver and her lungs, after you said six years, were still completely yeah.
1: intact and totally normal ish. Well, not totally normal. No, they ish. were pretty much dead, but they yeah. still had some blood in them. And it's always like coagulated dead blood, you know. I wonder if she uh, was
2: embalmed with arsenic, and that's why she lasted that long. Were they doing embalmings or anything like that?
1: I doubt it. These are like backwoods, yeah, village uh, just gotta, heathens. Just gotta
2: put, just put them in the box. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: the, these people are digging people up and burning their hearts and eating yeah. them. So that's true. <laughs> Embalming might be a little too far of a stretch. Um, there's another guy who burned his brother's heart uh so <laughs> but he that was fun w- he
2: killed him that wasn't even a part of the story he, the guy he was the brother was still alive
1: well i guess uh he did it to feed to the rest of the family that's the interesting part there okay. <laughs> so oh,
0: that, yeah it makes sense the gift that keeps mm-hmm. on giving
1: and then uh the last person we have here this guy JB was written on his tomb. That's all I know. But he when he was exhumed later, like modern exhumed, they found that his bones had been broken and he had been rearranged into a skull and crossbones. Oh, and there are other reports that that had become a common practice for oh, keeping interesting. them. Interesting. From yeah, yeah. Coming back. Yeah.
2: So wow. two femurs in why. their head.
1: <laughs> but hey, I mean, well, what,
2: yeah. I guess it. Oh, I guess at that point, if your body's that horribly mangled, even if you are a vampire, you're not getting out of that grave. Like, that's not... <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're a vampire, you're like, kill me. Please kill me. Yeah. Kill Hello. me. Hello, can anyone hear me? Uh,
2: murder me? To
1: close it out, we, we have uh, Henry David Thoreau wrote of a, one of these exhumations in his journal in 1859 the savage in man is never quite eradicated i have just read of a family in vermont who several of its members having died of consumption just burned the lungs and heart and liver of the last deceased in order to prevent any more from having it. so dang there you go there you go new england vampire panics kind of fluctuated with tuberculosis
2: and not a single vampire uh, well, yeah, that, no, we, just know that corpses, we know of exhuming corpses, eating, hit it very, and drinking, very well, the corpses <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, just a bunch of loitering corpses,
0: <laughs> always loitering yeah. around with uh, our our corpses and our ghosts and ghosts. our costumed mur- murderers.
1: Yes, We're just yeah. loitering
2: around.
0: Customer, yeah, loitering, yeah, yeah. Loiters.
2: Michael Myers loiters, loiters a
1: lot, all the time.
0: Uh, a lot, Ghost Voice I... is a big loiterer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. know. So, thank you, Sam, for bringing us uh, that, that story. <laughs> a tale of vampires, not quite your what you uh, <laughs> <laughs> a tale of vampires, not quite expected. As yeah. I'm gonna figure this out, it was it was a good tale that I wasn't expecting. So it was interesting yeah. to see how you know the a vampire panic could arise <laughs> in like a real scenario, and you know the time when people are just coughing up blood everywhere, and yeah. <laughs> things aren't the best as you know they could be. So we are going to I guess gonna take one more break, and then we're gonna come back with yeah. a little bit of Would You Rather, so we can finish it off with that tonight so join us f- for that <laughs> we'll be back and we're back thank you so much our kind sponsors for saying all those lovely things you just said so as we as we said before we were saying other things that we're gonna go ahead and go into would you rather tonight i'll start us off i went to reddit of course because that's what i do but this is a yeah, maybe a simple one Two choices for you, gentlemen. Would you rather be able to go back in time and correct one mistake you made or correct 10 completely random mistakes you'll make in the future? So you have a choice of like, yeah, obviously going back and be like, this is the one thing I wish I knew I could correct. You can go back and do that. Or you could be like, I'll take a random chance to to fix 10 mistakes in the future. I...
1: I, yeah. I do the
0: future. Ahead, please. Me too. I, I help, help, I why help not? myself out. Yeah. 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 10, that's a lot. And that's I, a lot versus I'm already one. here. Why not keep going and, and, and get some exactly. more future I'm help? I'm pretty happy
1: with where I'm at right now. For all I know, correcting that mistake could totally mess Alter up everything. My current life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, yeah. Definitely, definitely 10 versus one. Because, I mean, like if you go back in time and you change one thing, yeah, you could. You know, obviously be for the better, but helping yourself out in the future 10 times is amazing. Also, you'd never know, I'm assuming, because you're doing it like Marty McFly style and like have to do it without people knowing. So you're probably like, (laughs) like, where do I put my keys? Okay, here, here, there they are. Mm -hmm. Right,
0: right. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 10 random mistakes is what we're going to, I think, all pick collectively. There's 2.3 thousand votes on this one. most people agree with us 1.5 thousand or 1.5 k yeah uh 10 random ones versus uh 931 want to fix one mistake in the past Mm. ross what do you got for us yes
2: okay so this is an interesting one yes so aliens aliens have made contact first contact with human beings would you rather them be organic or
1: robotic interesting yeah
0: i don't that that is very i don't know me neither cuz it there's it so many depends. variables exactly like right what type of organic? Right. I i don't know that's whatever Oof. whatever
1: Oof. i can fight easiest <laughs> should that need to happen
2: <laughs> i knew this
1: would be a good one
2: maybe organic <laughs> is it all then? just
1: like gears i can throw a ball in it Possibly. well i mean a robot could be very easy to fight it could just just waddle a, around and just that a bunch no, of, is a little r2d2 i'll just kick it over
0: yeah <laughs> it could be sock, like a, a, sock a bob robots or like yeah, right, there's so many exactly. variables to it like
1: is it an alien like from aliens or an alien like uh i don't know cute little star wars aliens?
0: <laughs> well yeah i mean that's the that's what i guess you got to evaluate on what level do you think yeah. you want to fight organic things versus inorganic robotic things i'm gonna go with organic i guess just because i feel like i, I guess i just feel like if there's th- there's more of a chance i feel like i can connect it. with an organic no, i'm not always thinking oh, of sure. fighting it, it sam <laughs> yeah
1: i i see i on a on a I, I don't want to say level, human, yeah, so human speak. in
0: quotation marks level of, like, yeah, being able to, like, and, con- I don't know, connect with it. I feel like anything that's Maybe
1: robotic, catch.
0: we're just going to automatically have that disconnect.
1: Yeah. Sure, that's a good, I like that.
2: You convinced me.
1: Yeah. No, my, my vote was going to be organic.
2: Something about robotic is that, yeah, I guess, don't trust it. Don't trust the robotics. <laughs> don't trust?
4: Yeah, I guess I don't know. yes. yes.
2: All right.
1: Did you have a question for us, salmon? I do. Let's hear it. Ooh um, let's do it. If your family dug you up because they thought you were a vampire uh-huh. and they ended up doing one of the things to you what would what would you like for them to have? you want to get your heart burned and inhaled, burned and eaten? you want to be beheaded, skull and crossbone. Uh what else was there? Uh put in little different boxes and put back in the ground.
0: The boxes one sound is neat.
2: Um continue continuous loop. Uh indefinitely. and uh,
0: self reflection or whatever. Uh, self reflection. Is that our choices? Uh
2: true false. Yeah, true truth the truth is false. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> No oh man, <laughs> I, don't, I would do all of the above. Why not? I'm dead, I don't care so like you could just like start from try the, everything try do <laughs> everything if it makes you feel better or like the rest of the family sleeps at night that they won't get tuberculosis you could shoot me out of a kid like a cannon into like a wire mesh and it just sprinkles across the entire town I, i'd be fine with that i'd be human confetti for my family
1: i wish we could do that i would love to send you off that way <laughs> I think other people have bigger problem with it than you do. <laughs> Huge, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> like the town, you are raining blood on a pond.
2: Yeah, I guess that would probably be the first person and uh, the last person that they would probably want. <laughs>
1: like, oh no, those Ross bits <laughs> again. It it's a Ross. Get that Ross off the windshield. Get him off there. Gross.
0: What? Why? Leave him on there.
1: Leave him on there. <laughs> They splattered well, over the town.
0: Why not? Well, there you have it. I think I think that's a good note to end it on for this evening, right? <laughs> I think I said so yeah. I'm gonna go in the boxes. Ross is gonna have whatever happened to him, right? He doesn't care. He's up for anything. Yeah. But Sam, what were you choosing?
1: I'm not sure. I'm torn. They they all sound so cool, <laughs> but I think I might go with the. Uh, that cook the heart and make the have the whole family share a piece of it interesting oh.
0: you want your family to eat part of your heart uh yeah I, I, i'm eat more yeah out. i want my whole yeah. family to eat my heart all right. there you go there you have it we all have a little bit different way that i think that we're going on this but i love it love to see it i love to hear it so i think that's a beautiful spot to end this episode on so thank you all for listening so much and, and listening to our ramblings yet again it was fun right you had fun i had fun yeah did you guys have fun mm.
2: say so you had fun mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah it was fun so thank <laughs> you so much for following us where we are able to be followed that would be at trouble the ross at shuttle the Sam, or at shuttle the brian with a because why not follow us instagram twitter slasher the things follow us there follow all of us at shuttle the pod on all those things as well or email chuddlethepod@gmail.com at gmail.com with your suggestions comments concerns give us give us some ratings on Spotify and Apple write a review if you like us why not do that too we'd love to see what you all think there and let the, neuro- the world know what you think as well so until yeah, next time, we'll be hanging out. here. Wait, that's not right. Until next now- time. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but I mean so until I mean, next it's, time. It's, it's kind of check us out around the corner. We'll, yeah, we'll see you at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> All right. <laughs> until next time. We'll be waiting.
1: Oh my God, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Oh my God, I'm thinking. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna think.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna think. Hold on, stop. Just slow down. I'm gonna think. I
0: I thought. God, I thought all over the place. <laughs> <laughs>